it going. Back in your lives, in your ears and in your face. Welcome to another episode of Papa Jesus, episode 87. We've got a fun one lined up today. Um, damn, it's been, a, it's been a fun week. It's one of those weeks where nothing has really uh, gone wrong. It's been steady. I think also feel like I had a jam with the Eel System boys uh, last night at uh, Ramon's uh, new built studio and got to say, I'm in a good mood. Um, I hope you guys are too. It's Thursday. We're closer to the weekend. That's why we chose this slot for this uh, podcast because uh, we, we're getting so close to the weekend every single time we do this. So uh, po- positivity is at an all time high. But uh, we got a really uh, cool episode. We've got uh, Paul and Chris from ATFN, all this for nothing, joining us uh, to chat everything, all is for nothing, new uh, material, old material, um, the, the entire history of the band. I mean, I, I watched their uh, documentary today, again, for the second time. When it first came out, I checked it out. And when I saw it again today, I was like, oh, I've watched this before, <laughs> so uh, I'm super stoked to have them on. Uh, I don't even know where to start with it because it's just such an amazing story. But before we get to that, the man who used to be in the chat, the man who is now on the decks, our trusty producer, Art. What is happening, my brother? How's your week been, dude? It's good to see you. I see hey. you got the head bu- headphones as an Alice band. Yeah, it's it, dude. I mean, like I used to rock an Alice band before. No jokes and. Uh, <laughs> Like it wasn't really like the plastic thing. It was more like a mesh vibe. It it I don't know. Whatever. It's cool. Well, it's not cool. It keeps the hair out. The f- I need to get a haircut, basically. I like it, but but you know what? There's one thing missing. What is the Pablo Escobar <laughs> mutash, bro? That mutash was insane. I loved it. Why did it only last one episode? Uh, cause I just couldn't. I couldn't deal with it being in public, looking like a pedophile. <laughs> I love it. But uh, you look great, dude. Um, I like Shady the clean, cleanly shaven um, mutash, but um, it'll grow back. Um, I definitely urge it to make a, a, an, an appearance once again. Yeah, it will come back sporadically. Okay, great, great. But one thing I didn't um, actually say is that we got a live chat going, people. If you want to get in the live chat, uh, post your comments, post your questions. We've got some cool guests today. It's going to be fun. But, uh, you know, we started a segment a couple of weeks ago and uh, it, it, it started off a bit rocky and then, then it got a little bit, you know, we didn't know exactly where we were going with it. So this week, uh, this is a segment we like to call Beer of the Week. What we got here, dude? We, you organized this. We have got oh, float like a butterfly, sting like a Belgian ale. Damn. And it's got Muhammad Ali there. Yep, it's got Muhammad Ali, and uh, I just saw this on the shelf, and I was like, "Let's give this, let's give this bad boy a go." It's uh, born, what? It's very small, but the Kennel Brewery, mm. brewed with. Uh, okay, we're not gonna go there. Yeah, the Kennel yeah. Brewery, interesting. Brewed with water, malted barley, wheat, hundred percent pure honey hops, Cascade yeast, Oslo Kvik. Whatever I like the colors. Means. Chuck the can up there on your um, camera there. Yeah, that's pretty nice. They eh? got Muhammad Ali giving a stiff two to the to the jowl. <laughs> okay, let's so, give this. I like let's the colors. Give, let's give it a taste. Mmm, Belgian honey ale. This is I actually like really nice. It is. It's very. It's it it. it yeah, it hits you at the back of the 
the back of the tongue, the tongue. It's got like a, it's got like a sharpness, but it's not very sharp. So it's, it's sort of like a spur steak knife sharp. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I approve. I like it. I think, I think it's, it's cool. good. I'll, um, I'll definitely have it again. On the my cubic scale of one to five, what do you give it? It's quite hectic after aftertaste is insane. Mm. Um, that brings it down like half a point, I would mm. say. It's very, it's quite brutal aftertaste. Um, I'd give it a, out of five, eh? Yeah, out of five. Got to give it a two and a half. Two and a half. I was going to give this a solid three. It's like okay. run down the middle, but um, I do like it. I've had better, but this is actually, I wouldn't mind having another one, actually. So yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, I definitely, I wouldn't say no to it. Um, also, the my cubic scale, um, Wikipedia, if you want to know what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, let's, without keeping our guests waiting, we have Paul and Chris of ATFN, all this for nothing, uh, joining us on the show. So why don't we pull them in and say, what's up, dudes? Thank you so much for joining the show. Hey, hey, how's it going, man? guys? Just want to make sure if you unmuted that channel, uh, art, oh, all good. Unmuted, oh, man, my what a stellar human you are. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, we got Chris on the top, we got Paul on the bottom. Um, dudes, once again, thank you so much for joining the show. I've been really looking forward to this uh discussion. I had uh, some chats with Warren uh, from Plug and Mongrel, and uh, dude thank you so much for joining us we got a lot to talk about holy moly we've got new music we've got old music we've got a, a break between 2015 and 2019 to be honest with you i finished your your documentary for the second time um i, I first watched it when when it was released in december of 2020 i think it was and then again today and I feel like it's completely thrown my rhythm because there's so much to talk about, so much to take out of it. But the one thing is I really appreciate the passion that you guys exuded in that uh, documentary. And uh, it's great to see that um, that musicians telling their story like that. It's, it's, it's incredible. Well done on that, by the way. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, man. sure. Thanks, man. First thing. Yeah, first was, thing uh... <clears throat> yeah, yeah, go for it. No, no, no. Just, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you you got to see it and people are still watching it and uh, responding well to it, man. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it really is. It's it's so great. I mean, I, each moment of the documentary I watched, I remembered living those moments when I first watched it in 2020, in, in late 2020. And that's before all the pandemic and all that kind of stuff started. And mm -hmm. um, so I think the, the, the where I want to start, because there's such a, big history and you guys playing massive shows and being so revered by uh, so many people is is the the break between 2000 formed in 2012 came to an end um paul you had a bit of an injury in your hand so let's let's go from the break to starting uh, uh up again with with uh, the band I think I'll get, let Paul do the first bit of this and then I'll fall in somewhere in the middle. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. <laughs> As we know, we keep yeah, things very can't... loose on this podcast, dude. <laughs> yeah, we mustn't, we mustn't, uh, we mustn't forget Chris's opportunity to plug his new hair care product range. That's, that's actually, <laughs> hey, this is my, yeah. this is my hair care range. This is uh Ruka. Yeah. It's good. It, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same, same mine too. Hey, listen, Chris, it's you're called, now on the same boat, Brad. Sweet you just embrace it. I can't. To, to not show the world my rubbish hair. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bold this for nothing, people. Yeah, bold yeah, yeah. this for nothing. Listen, yeah. hey, listen. 
Look at that shit, bro. I'm I'm also uh, I'm not doing too. I don't know what. I don't know what this is. Uh, but we're gonna okay, we're well, gonna talk all things hair care products in a minute. Chris and so, I stand in solidarity the- this evening, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no but that's awesome man uh, i'm looking for this is going to be fun i knew this was going to be fun man so so tell me about it and our sponsor for today keeps <laughs> yeah well um i guess uh you know from, you saw the documentary so we uh we decided to fire up the old bird in uh sort of mid 2018 um after the yeah, we, we, we all lost a mutual friend and me, a, a partner. We decided through that we were going to uh, use our time to kind of um, get uh, the creative energy flowing as a, as a means of catharsis, I guess. Um, and uh, it was really, really awesome. We just dived into a, a new EP. Well, actually, we didn't really intend on doing an EP. We, we thought we were just going to start writing and get everyone together and, and, and get creative again. And then uh, we were just turning out new music uh, at such a quick rate that we figured, hey, let's do an EP. And uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much how it started. And then we recorded and recorded and recorded. And I think we were, we, we were maybe hasty. We wanted to kind of like get things out quickly. And then um, we're like, nah, let's wait. The, the, the song process and recording process is going so well. So uh, let's uh, wait to release it in early uh, or late 2019, actually. Um, after having done some really awesome shows like the, the Ramfest show and the Halloween show and Roarfest, which had like um, Groin Churn and The Narrow and all these cool bands playing. Um, so, yeah. Uh, we definitely we, we played a whole bunch of rad shows and i suppose the like for most people the pandemic just kind of took the wind out of everyone's yeah, sails of so course. and yeah. uh yeah go, go ahead think, chris i think um something that that we all actually that, that that happened during this this whole process of writing and and um hanging out again and doing stuff in the studio again is uh, we just all found the the place that we used to go to to make music together and then mm-hmm. kind of rediscovered each other as musicians, as you know, as we as we went through this, and uh, we we I think we found that that the fun and the the passion and the enjoyment of the music and making music together mm-hmm. uh, was was really was really the thing that was was driving us forward, and um, and yeah, and then uh, like Paul said, lots of rad shows which were amazing, some amazing bands. And uh, it, it just lifted the energy. And, and I think it's, it's still carrying us forward, uh, writing new music and, and now with a the, with the new single out. So, uh, so yeah, quite excited about yeah. that. Um, got Paul back. Fantastic. Um, but the, the one thing I want to ask is, um, do, you know, obviously the circumstantial uh, reason, the, the reasons were circumstantial as to why the, the band took a break at that time and stuff. But do you not also think that it could be, it could have been like a beneficial refreshing, um, you know, but when you got back together again, it would be like, oh my God, like we are so amped for this. It's been a long time, et cetera, et cetera. Paul. Well, Paul, Paul, yeah, go for it. You know, I need to start yeah. remembering if we got two guests on, on Zoom, I need to say, hey, you first. <laughs> so, Paul, go for it. I think, 
yeah, I think uh, people had wanted to get the band back together for a while. Look, it's, it was tricky because, you know, like two pretty integral members now live overseas. Mark, who lives in Amsterdam. Yeah, and Hank, and in, Hank in Australia. A co-founding member who, who lives in Australia. You know, so it was, we'd always, we'd always wanted to do something musical with the band. But, you know, we're a very, I don't want to say super technical band, but like we need like to be hands on and we need everyone in the room together to work out all the, all the fiddly bits, you know? So like, uh, I suppose the, the passing of that friend, like gave us that impetus to, we were just kind of like, fuck it. We are going to, so like, I don't know if I can swear on the show, but no, we we're just going to like, come on, man. It's the internet. Gonna, come on. Come on. <laughs> we we're going to, Oh. oh, we lost him again. Ah. So, but don't you guys finish each other's sentences, uh, Chris? <laughs> no, but I get, I get... Finish each other's musical phrases, which is even more intense. Yes, and, and um, what... Yeah, go for it. No, no, you were you, uh, you uh, about to ask something. Oh, uh, there we go. There he's back. Because that's one thing that I wanted to touch on is that you, you are a technical band. I can hear it in the music. I can hear it in your production that you guys look, look at, you know, all... You know, very melodic, man. It's it's something that I really, personally, as a music fan, is the melodies. And your melodies are just, I they they talk to me. The it's, I'm a listener when 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 I hear that stuff. The the melodies are amazing, and especially, um, you guys have got this these vocal harmonies. I mean, how many part harmonies? Everybody in the band can sing by the sounds of things. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, look, yeah. All of us can sing. Um, and uh, I, th I think it's always been like, uh, uh, well, well, everybody just sang. It just it was never like, are we all going to sing or whatever? We just sang. And, and, and it's always just kind of been that way, I think. It's crazy, um, man. Be, I mean, because you don't often get that. Everybody who could, let's, okay, so you're going to do the harmony. Uh, 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 and then you've got three-part harmony. And it comes out yeah. amazing. I mean, you don't get that often. No, you don't. Like, uh, it's something we always liked in music, you know, from uh, bands like Queen back in the day. Mm -hmm. Or uh, there was actually a I song know, of yours CCR in the intro that whatever, sounded a little like, bit like be like Bohemian Rhapsody-ish. I can't remember what the song was. I'm, yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to pull it up now. But there was it was a a cappella intro, right? Uh -huh. Yeah, that's existence. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, so, you know, from like having that old school influence and like a whole bunch of us sang in choirs when we were kids and stuff. And, uh, uh, you know, we also really enjoyed uh, and still enjoy a lot of the like the melodic punk rock of like the early 90s, you know, stuff like Bad Religion and Lagwagon and, and, uh, propaganda and that sort of stuff and that's just that stuff is jam-packed with vocal and guitar harmonies um iron maiden of course like super yes. super massive influence when it comes to explain the, guitar the three guitar the three guitars as well right yeah at a stage we had three guitars yeah. and a keyboard player and about four people singing on stage so we've uh, you know had some lineup changes or we've had to you know, bring in people to obviously accommodate for the, the loss of Mark and Hank, yeah. who are still creative in the band. They're well, still I, active creatively. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. love that. They still write and are, are, are members of the band, but obviously we needed to find people 
here who could um you know so we could actually play shows <laughs> sure and, uh, i think i think we did we kind of hit gold because we because we found uh Vanner and vim to to help us out at that point and uh yeah it was just it was just like magic it just happened and uh, that was that was good fun but yeah definitely like to, to me it's really cool that we can all work together still you know inky still such a prolific writer and and mark's my my favorite harmony guitar player of all time he's just the man's nuts um the stuff he comes he's up a hinge with, for crying out loud yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah he's, I, I i i did wonder to, i did want to ask if there was a relation to jason eh? there is eh? yeah 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 so there's uh so the hinge the hinge family are really interesting because uh, Dr. John Hinch was like it was used to be the head of uh, the the Tux music department when okay. I was there, and he, I think I think he was there for fifteen or twenty years. I'm not sure, but he was there for a long time. So he really prolific, like head of the music department. And then there's three brothers: Paul, the eldest, who was a clarinet player; Mark, guitar player; and Jason, the drummer. And like all three of those dudes are just absolute rippers. So. Like yeah, Mark musical was, like, family, yeah. Our age and friends with us at school, so uh, we learned a lot from Mark. Man, like Mark is such a devastating player. He's crazy good guitar. <laughs> awesome. No, and so 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 Chris, tell me, um, with having the the members from afar, let's say, how how do you find it working from afar? And you, I mean, it's clear that you still get that that personal connection between you know players and and members of the band but it, it, has it changed anything going forward or is it exactly the same as it used to be do you guys zoom and have conversations because also there's like time differences and all that kind of jazz that you have to oh, worry yeah, about yeah. we make it work you know we make it work and 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 mark would do stuff like uh, he's recently just kind of like come in and, and added a zoom call and just sat in while we were practicing you know mm -hmm. just to kind of be there and kind of feel the energy of the music and, and what we were doing i think we're very lucky in that um we know each other really well um and oh what happened there what happened did we there? lose them both i think we did i think we may have you know the, the internet you know what that last, means what does that mean Okay, I think we might have them back. Just have a second. Well, let's here. see. Let's see. Uh, I think we are. have them back. I think we have them back. What happens to the internet these go. days? Eh? <laughs> you know, one yeah, one, like, one moment you're there, one moment you're gone. But Zoom just crashed. Crashed. Thank you. Uh, um, I'm, okay, I'm not going to be political. Okay. I'm just going to calm down. Yeah. But, Zoom um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, you guys disappeared for a second. But. Um, Chris, you were you were saying about the 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 change between you know the, the boys being far away and and all that and how it works for you guys now. It's 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 great because because we spend so much time in a band together working together that we really know each other. Like you know, um, the process is is very organic, I think. Um, and this from afar thing is is just. Um, it's just another way to communicate with each other. It's it's not like like we struggle to get the stuff together or or we struggle to write or anything like that. I, I think it's it's just like, hey Mark, how are you doing? Let's do some stuff. Hey, what you doing, Yankee? Let's do some stuff together. So it's really like 
it's great to have that ability to do that stuff, but it, it's not something that I think is a negative. I think it's so much more a positive than anything else. Yeah, for sure. I mean, because like, I mean, obviously distance is, is an issue and it, yeah, yeah. It, almost, it's, it almost makes you feel closer to that individual if you're doing something special and you, you hear that, what, what's going to come out of it and all that kind of stuff. And, and you know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly that. And Paul, how does how does it work um, with you, man? Are, um, are you are you in the same kind of who who manufactures the the original? Does it come from all parts at any given moment with any song? Because I mean, you're all super multi talented, um, but how how does it all come together? Yeah, we we definitely have those moments where we write together. There's been, uh, like Chris said, you know, we've got all, all the initial years under our belt, you know, which was, uh, you know, it just started from 98, you know, we formed the band in 98 and all the way till we, um, till my injury in the, tw in 2006. So we have all those years of, of, of writing together. Um, the recent stuff, like, uh, obviously we have the, the new edition of Shawnee Brits. Um, yes. Who's a good and friend of, who's a good wow. friend of mine. Wow. And, uh, as well. Yeah. We, we'll she, get to uh, that because the the dynamic the dynamic for 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 the most part throughout the years was Hank and I writing so Hank would write uh, a ton of lyrics and songs um and our relationship was mainly Hank writing a lot of lyrics and me writing a lot of music and then and then vice versa like mm -hmm. I don't think I'm the strongest lyricist um so but like I'm, I'm very strong, obviously, with the riffs, and I bring a lot of riffs and choruses and things like that. So with the addition of Shawnee, that really helped me with that relationship. You know, once Hank had moved back to Australia, like uh, Shawnee's an, an amazing poet and writer. So Shawns and I would sit, and she would, and we'd, we, we would craft songs together like that. You know, like she would bring a concept, and I would help craft the concept into a song. And that's that's how a lot of the writing gets done. Is that like her and I would sit together, and uh, and and mold songs that way, mm. and then bring and then bring kind of completed songs to the band, um, and that that's that's one element. And then and then in the in the other case, you know, we're just in the band room together, um, spitting ideas at each other. You know, so it's that combo. I think there's a healthy. A healthy balance of 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 completed works brought to the band as well as you know the band writing together it's 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 what's what, what i find what i find so fun is like um, you know paul would bring something into the band room and we and then we'd workshop it and we'd, we'd all work the arrangement together and uh <coughs> and that's 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 such a great process i mean and and whether we play something in the band room or whether paul brings something it's it, it, there's not one singular kind of songwriting process there's a lot of ways for songs to enter the band and then we just take it and go with it yeah i mean i mean that's that's a huge thing for me it like you know it's great doing stuff from afar but you know nothing remember back in the days i mean i, I was born in the 80s and the 90s i you know listened to uh my music that I listened to and all that kind of stuff. But when it came to like music and stuff, it was, it all came from the mental side of like getting a band room and you, you make it happen. But it, you know, obviously time takes, its, you know, it goes on and things happen and technology, Spotify, Apple music and all that shit happens. And it takes away from the fact that like also 
it, it is also cool to like craft music in a room together, you know, but um, it shows yeah. you that you can do anything um, nowadays, you know, and, and yeah. have band uh, members, all, all, you know, all over the world. But um, I wanted to ask you, uh, Pathology and Pantomime, when was that uh, released? Recently, like a couple was, of weeks ago? Yeah, that was released a month ago. Jeez, yeah. I mean, wow, another incredible uh track i mean you know you mentioned earlier paul the the technicality you can hear it in the music the way the song builds it's it's got those soft nice cleans but they cut through so beautifully in the mix and then you've got the harmonies and then it all of a sudden builds 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 and then kicks into like you know not blast beat but like you, your punk you know yeah, yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. amazing dude like it takes you yeah, and it, ta- yeah. And, it takes you, and it takes you on on a little bit of a... It's like you didn't expect that from the song starting how it started to, to get to to a full-on, you know, a punk song, you know? It's but like, but it's, with, with, think... with so many other elements attached to it, you know? You've got the synth and all that kind of stuff. So, Chris, go ahead. It's, it's great that you say that and that you can enjoy the music that way. Because I think a lot of the intent when we write stuff is for it to be like that, for people to be able to enjoy the music like that, to go about like, oh, wow, this part moves into that part and it's so awesome to listen to. And that's, that's you've nailed it. That's, that's absolutely it. Thank you so much for listening to our music like that. No, absolutely. I mean, listen, um, I, I, I appreciate good music when I hear it and, and people will know on this, this show, I don't, I, I'm not a kiss ass, but at the end of the day, I love the music. I, I've been listening to it for for quite some time. Actually, one of my mates, I don't know if 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 anybody's there, um, Jared, Jared Ronnenberg, he was like, "You got ATF on, ATF on, dude." I'd love, and, and I was almost trying to find a way for him to get into because he knows everything about you guys, dude. It's it's <laughs> awesome. The background, like he he mentioned oh, yeah. that someone someone oh, yeah. someone uh, uh, um. Who who played? Does he know about Chris's haircare Pet- range. <laughs> <laughs> but who who played for Pet Flies? Who was hair playing? by Chris for men? Did apparently one of you guys were in Pet Flies? Um, I played you- bass oh. in Pet Flies for a bit. Okay. When, okay. Uh, Ian, Ian moved, but not not for long. I was in the band for like three months or something. Okay, because that, that was Mark. But Mark was Mark, Mark was, was in Pet, Pet Flies for. Yeah, we, we <laughs> I don't know, I think we, we kind of poached Mark out of Pet Flies. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, because that was the one the one band from, I mean, because I've got a weird story into the whole um, punk alternative underground metal scene in, in Cape Town. Yeah. I was studying at uh, Varsity College. I met this guy named Rob Hope, and uh, he was just such a rad guy, surfer, and he was friends with my other mate who... Um, kind of like satisfied the other side of my personality in sports and then um and you um, guys kissed and we all no we clicked we clicked <laughs> and, and uh and he and i went to a house party where man in suits and pet flies were playing and then uh, oh there we go there he is <laughs> and then um Hi, then, Jared. I don't know if you remember when the, the dude got stabbed by a beer bottle <laughs> and uh, it didn't end so well, but it, that, that was the first and only Pet Fly show I'd went to and it was insanely awesome. 
but was the um, gig the gig was in Cape Town or where? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was in Cape Town, um, in Constantia, I think it was. Well, you know, when we had okay. the house parties back in the day. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So so back onto pathology and pantomime that was released a month ago. Obviously, we've been hit with this crazy pandemic. I hate to talk about it, but it always comes up. How did you manage from coming? Imagine, I can only imagine you guys, fuck, it's 2019. We haven't played together since 2015. Let's rock it. Let's go. Let's release reverence and uh, hit the, the ground running. And then, boom, end of yeah. 2019. Yeah, story, the story shut of our life. Down. The story of our life. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Time for um, another documentary, but go ahead, Chris. <laughs> yeah, see, see, we've 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 got we've got some yeses there. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I know COVID. COVID is a challenge. I mean, for all of us, uh, especially especially people in the entertainment industry. I've got so many friends who are are engineers and and riggers and uh, you know people who who work in the industry and they've had their entire livelihoods, um, you know, threatened by this thing. Um, I, I think there's so much that we don't know about the impact of this, especially on the entertainment business, uh, yet. Um, but we've been very fortunate that that we've been able to, you know, continue working through this time uh, and together, and um, you know, be healthy, which I, I think is such a blessing. Um, so it's a challenge, man. It's a ch it's it's such a challenge, and it's it's for everybody. Um, and like I said, we've been so lucky to you know be able to work together and 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 do this stuff. I know there's a lot of bands who aren't able to do that, um, yeah. and and guys who are really suffering. So go out there and support your local band people on the internet. Yes, by the yes. Albums, <laughs> I wish we could just get uh, Chris full screen Eventually. to go. Hey, you do it now. <laughs> Eventually, when you do but, yeah. that, actually, no, just go go buy their albums. Go to Spotify. Yes. Give them their zero point zero zero three cents. Yeah, and no, just go to Bandcamp. Forget Spotify. Just yeah, go to man. That's where uh, you yeah, can yeah, make money. Yeah, go man. Stre streaming earns you guys nothing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. well, thanks for the reminder, Art. But <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, jeez, man. It, but, that, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, for, in, you know, when you grew up, when I grew up, I was born in 84. I grew up to mega bands and you know all that stuff. That shit, unless you Billy Eilish or Post Malone, and it seems like let's actually let's 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 talk about it. Um, <laughs> guys like Post Malone, they I I think and and individual artists. I think a, another uh, pattern that's being established, obviously in the mainstream, is artist labels and stuff like that are not concentrating on groups they're concentrating on individuals oh yes yeah do you agree for sure okay yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy it's just because less liability i suppose i don't know i don't know what it is which is a shame because there are so many great bands out there and and there are so many great bands that that nobody knows about yet you know the i don't think that i don't well i i would like to think that the band will never die um because it's it's such a uh, I don't know it's it's such a touchstone really of of can I say modern society the band it's it's a thing yeah yeah you know? but I, I I do see the whole single artist being being pushed a little bit more mm. uh, producers kind of doing more of the work rather than the artist 
yeah, it's, 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 it's a growing trend, I think. For sure. One thing I wanted to touch on quickly, uh, do you want to, uh, I want to, I want to go quickly. For it. Um, the one thing I wanted to say is that Paul, you said earlier on, oh, that's the story of our life. When watching the documentary is <laughs> when, <laughs> that's the story of our life. But um, when watching it, um, there was one pertinent point throughout the, uh, the, the thing where it was like, once we had, you know, decided that this is it for now, there was a market for it. Yeah. It's like timing is everything, and it's all of a sudden there's MK on yeah, really and all that kind of stuff, and and you you guys were like big playing the massive shows, ev- revered by everybody, you know, the whole bang shoot, and then all of a sudden it happens, and then there's all these other channels of of media. Yeah, I think I think it's just I think it's just luck of the draw. It is it is just timing, you know. I mean, we're not. Um, we're not special by any means that like, you know, the, 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 the universe like shafted us in particular, you know, I didn't, I never saw it as like a, like a, like a shafting. Um, <laughs> <Nah>. like, <laughs> I, I hope know. I didn't make it's, it come across that you. way. <laughs> damn you, <laughs> time. <laughs> like, uh, it's just, it just was, it just was what it was, you know I mean? That's just how it goes. Like there's a, there's a bajillion bands who, you know, can uh, steadily ride a wave to a crest and then and then take it. You know, and I think perhaps they could have been like that for us, like uh, if it wasn't for for certain events. But like, uh, I like to think that I'm not as cynical as I was like at that time, and being able to to play now and 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 like Chris said, like being a very very fortunate position to. You know, we have our own studio, and we have oh wow, you do ex- eh? excellent, le- excellent label. You know, we uh, we have friends who, um, you know, we've been playing in bands for ages, so we have access. You know, not that we're special or anything, but mm-hmm. like we have access to submit our stuff to to stations or festivals, and and I don't know, like uh, be uh, be a part of something again. Um, or, or kind of continue to be a part of something despite having left for a while. So, like, I think the work that we did in the early days, along with the work that we've done in, like, countless other bands, as well as engineering a ton of bands and, and, and helping record, like, hundreds of bands here at the studio and all the live work that Chris has done and all the work that everyone else has done in, the, uh, in, in a various musical capacities, you know, has all helped us to... Um, I guess without sounding stupid, like remain kind of relevant to, yeah, to, yeah. to people around. So, um, I mean, it's really, it's kind of crazy. We, you know, we were like, Hey, if people didn't know like the old history of the band and they just started listening to us now, you know, we're, in, we're a new band for a lot of people. For sure. But then yeah. I, we, we still, we joked on the group. We were like, Hey, it's kind of crazy. We're on the, the same label as Springbok nude girls. Hey, hey, but I was just about to say, A, A, that 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 is true. That is true. And B, we should be closer friends because we're on the same label, dude. (laughs) Yeah, right. 
We should hang out, man. It's, t- it's amazing. I mean, <laughs> I mean well, what happened to interlabel love, baby? Collaborations yeah. and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. We're we're notorious hermits, man. We yeah. we we we, we, we spend our times in our little studio hovel, like making yeah. music and not making many friends. So yeah. this is it. This is us so live, making friends hey, on air. Look, I didn't. Friends. I didn't. I'm. I've never th- thought about it that way, dude. I never thought about it. That was like. The way you thought about it is like, oh, I'm on the same label as uh, Springbot Noon Girls. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, but that's cool, man. Yes, uh, yeah. I didn't even realize, but uh, that's cool. Um, Amazing. So, Pathology and Pantomime was the latest release. Obviously, you released Reverence, um, which, you know, which was the essentially the the renewal or the the, the comeback re- record the, the, well, the, well, oh, but, the yes. also, but the reanimation because you added a vocalist yeah yeah we added a vocalist and uh two new guitar players yeah but that's fine so to, let's let's talk about because that's another that's a female vocal that hadn't been introduced before and yeah. then you've got two two new guitarists so how has that been like it's it's almost changed your sound um in 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 a different way but you still retain the core of what atfn is yeah totally like um uh well look vim vim and vanna came in to to play the live show so they didn't they didn't write anything on oh, reverence that beer is so. actually horrible yeah. sorry yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it sounded Sorry. like it would have been delicious, you know. Honey no, no, no. <laughs> no, it's yeah. actually as, as time goes on, it gets worse. I'll have the rest. <laughs> okay, yeah. That's nasty. I hate that because you like because now you have to finish it, right? The warmer it gets, it more tastes oh. like mud. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. That's with anything. Anything that gets. Anyways, back to the. Yeah, point. yeah. Sorry, I'm terribly sorry. I tend to do this from time to time. But welcome to Baba G's house. It's great to have you. <laughs> but um, yeah, let's carry on what you're saying, uh, Paul. Uh, apology, apologies for for yeah. that. No, no. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, I was, I was... well, well, tonight on the news. Uh, well, we got like um... ETV. Guitar-wise, it didn't really change much at all. So, like, uh, like even despite despite Hank being uh, in Australia, he still wrote a ton of that music that's on there. And um, I mean, Sirens is actually, yeah. And guitar-wise, I'm actually the only one playing guitar on that on Reverence. Um, so, like, Hank was kind of like, "Hey, listen, I've written these parts, but here's the parts you fucking play them." So, like, mm-hmm. and that was fine. But Hank's all over that album, uh, oh, yeah. or EP rather, and um, and you know now that Mark is back, uh, he's Pathology is actually the first release with you know two different guitar players playing on it. Um, so yeah, we we we're kind of like a, a collective of people. We have people here in in South Africa who we can gig with, um, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously you know we would have liked to have had more um more involvement uh from from other dudes but also with covid and you know like one oak like vanna also immigrated to amsterdam during that time and then came back and vim got a job in cape town and then came back so it's been a bit haphazard yeah like we've just we've just continued writing man we were like we're still gonna write if people are around to contribute then that's awesome if not we're gonna just keep going so it's i mean like 
like we're working on we're working on some new stuff now and then like I, I was away for the month for a month like in the eastern cape where there's like literally nothing i had an internet connection and like open fields in front of me wow um, sheep. Like, yeah, yeah and sheep and lots of sheep <clears throat> we won't talk about the sheep <clears throat> anyway um, <laughs> What happened to the sheep? You didn't no, be fired from the band. No. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like I took my little portable studio with me and um, uh, I had it there and uh, I took my bass and I literally sat there in nature and 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 recorded like bass parts. Um, and for the and next single, by which we had, which is coming out at uh, what the end of June. Oh, yes. So Here yeah, he was actually on the on the farm busy tracking his bass. Awesome. For that part, you know, while we were getting all the rest of the the music together for for the next release, it's awesome. it's, it's so great that because like you know we can all depend on each other as, as musicians so much um, that we can do this. You know, it's it's I don't think a lot of bands can you know go into like different places and and and, and lay down their parts and then come back and have it work. Uh, and I think we're very very fortunate in, in in that respect, and also the you know the fact that like we can record anywhere now these these days. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think you guys are fortunate in many respects in the in the sense that you've you've had such a, a deep history, have have got an incredible story, and then still all these years later, I mean, form two thousand twelve next year, guys, two thousand twenty two, form nineteen ninety eight, form nineteen ninety eight, bro. Yeah, yeah, but but uh, <laughs> the twelve ATFN twelve, that's what it says in your bio that you formed two thousand twelve. Well, someone's got to edit that bio. Oh, it's a ninety eight, bro. What the fuck? Why are people misleading me, dude? Like, ninety eight. Uh, I only yeah. joined the band in two thousand, I think. Like, yeah. Oh wow. Was it called two thousand? What? Know. Yeah. Oh wait, we met maybe you audio, we met you at Audio College in two thousand. So we formed in nineteen ninety eight. And uh, we re actually recorded our first album in 1999 at B Sharp Studios, which sounds like a haphazard mixture of the Vandals and like children's <laughs> songs. What is it? Fucking ridiculous. Dude, and then all, we I, all I remember was I think it was 2005 or 2006, you guys were playing at Mercury Live in Cape Town. And it was yeah. like, it was just after I came back from UK and I was working at the place. Well, when I say working, I mean I got it for free because I did stage management for free. <laughs> but um, uh, I remember you guys playing there, and I wanted to see you guys because I never saw you guys before. And funny enough, I haven't even seen you guys since because I've just been so busy. But all I remember is that I couldn't get upstairs because the place was so packed. I couldn't actually get in. And all I all I could hear was you guys playing from outside, and was everyone was just talking about you guys even back yeah, then. Yeah, I mean, so. you could see the oh, wow. footage from from the videos and stuff that yeah. there was a you guys had a most and obviously still have a have a, have a great following, and um, the the music along with the time well, as tell well him to as sign up to our instagram page fuck's sake. He, this guy this this <laughs> guy doesn't have account. instagram he doesn't have instagram he doesn't have facebook he's like no bro i just want to i just want to play on the on the on the desk and we we good <laughs> no, no, i don't do no, but i remember socials. that show i remember He's that good. that that particular that particular tour you're talking about is the one we touched on the doc, on the documentary it's it's just before my injury. It was right, 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 right before. Yeah. Um, uh, just I don't know. I guess at our at our peak at that time, you know. Like, but that that tour was insane. That that show was fuck off, police car. Yep. And I think it was the narrow and hog hoggity hog and slash yep. dogs and ATFN. 
So it was yeah. like a, it was a quite a, yeah. quite a crazy lineup. It was, a, it was a crazy one. And the reason why I was there to go watch you guys is because of George from Hogs, like mm. saying that we're going to be playing with him. You must check him out. So I went to go. Th- I couldn't even get upstairs. The, crazy, the staircase man. up into the venue upstairs was totally full. I couldn't even get in. But I, I missed oh, yeah, the entire sure. night. The entire night I missed it. You I see, I, I didn't well. Go for it. Go for we, it. Had a, we had a show at the One Ring. Remember the One Ring, people? Yeah. I remember yeah. the One Ring. <laughs> I remember it. Very we had a ring. show there, and it was it was the most amazing show I've ever played because there's no stage, right? So yeah. you're standing on the floor, and the yeah, kids but the drummer was behind. But the drummer was right crazy. by the stairs. Yeah. Yes. Like, these people are sitting. They're like right in front of you, like playing in the crowd. It was the most amazing feeling ever. That was that was so great. <laughs> I saw maybe three shows tops. I, you know what? I might have even seen you guys there. I don't know. Because at that time of my life, when the One Ring was around, dude, yeah. I must have been fucking 16, 17. Just like, dude. I mean, my parents are like, is he an observatory? You know, <laughs> um, where is he? He doesn't have a cell phone. <laughs> but all, all, uh, I, all now, I know is that my band VOL got got banned from the one ring because our bass player and his buddy decided to have like a, a little bit too much fun and they broke the mirrors in the bathroom and turned the taps on and flooded the place and we got kicked out <laughs> we, we weren't allowed to play there ever again these, yeah, these, that'll do it that'll do it eh? <laughs> art there are many stories from the one ring that would get us taken down but uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah guys so so the new single i'm excited about this when is this coming next month eh yeah, we're looking uh, probably, hopefully, end of the month, but maybe more realistically, like mid July. Um, okay. Yeah, we've we've just we just spent lockdown uh, writing and writing and writing. We've got like a hard drive packed with songs, so we kind of like uh, we had to be like, which one are we going to do? Like, and uh, said to Warren, like, "Hey, man, let's do one every month." And he was like, "Nah, I don't know if that's necessarily the best way to go about it." Uh, because I we also want to. Uh, what's that <laughs> no, i said i disagree <laughs> i think that's great <laughs> <laughs> but uh but it, it, it was actually clever because it gives us a, a month gap in which we can um really uh, give us time to prep the new singles and the artwork because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that's the crucial thing as well is that um the relationship with uh, with merch on demand and we uh have a fantastic uh, graphic designer natalie murphan who is doing all uh all these uh, all this doing a run of unique artworks and merchandises for each single so instead of doing all of them we're going to be doing singles throughout throughout the year with each each with its own unique uh, merchandise run and artwork that's available for download and and she's also taking care of all our social media so it's really amazing to to have uh, to have her on the team as well Uh, um, just an incredible, incredible designer. And uh, you can check the merch out at uh, Merch on Demand. Um, the link's in our, in our Instagram. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's really fun. We're going to be bringing out those singles throughout the rest of the year. And then I think next year we'll, we'll do an album. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, listen, at the, at the same time, as, you know, it's good to you put reverence out in 2019. Then now you, you've put out... Uh, uh, pathology or pantomime and uh, then you're gonna be doing putting out the new single it's nice to be able to put something to the test as, at the same time to say hey yeah wh- what uh, to, to be honest with you 
in my opinion, the album format is kind of fading away. In the sense that well, you exactly, got to just yeah. keep you got to exactly. keep everybody interested ninety nine percent of the time, otherwise their totally. ears wonder, and uh, that's just the way people are, even you know I got to which be, is the name of the next single actually. By the it's way, it's called Wonder. What is that? Okay, wait, wait, wait. wait. Yeah. Is, is that is that an exclusive? Is that a Papa G's exclusive? Is that a Papa G's exclusive? Is that a Papa G's? Yeah, that that that's old. Right. old. Huh? Yes, it is. <laughs> Roll it. Hey! <laughs> you did it. No, you that's did just it. that's just a little game we play sometimes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I'm super excited. Um, you know, I'm not going to go more into the album uh, single format, but guys, I, I I really really enjoy the music. If anybody who is listening wants to go and check out ATFN, go check them out on all social media platforms, but more importantly, Bandcamp, according to Paul and Spotify Bandcamp. and all your, and all your uh, streaming platforms, because it, there's the album reverence, the new single, there's the, the older uh, stuff pre 2015. And um, yeah, man, it's just super cool. Good, uh, it's it's feel good music, man, and and it and it brings those endorphins uh, when you listen wow. to it. So it's very very cool. Good stuff, um, yeah. good stuff. Lots of melodies, lots of great rhythms, great drumming, the whole bang shoot, um, and you know I wouldn't lie to you. So go check out all all is for nothing ATFN. But any parting words, uh, Chris? We'll start with you. Parting words. Um, parting words, man. Yeah support uh musicians like support bands uh buy their stuff buy their merch support them on Bandcamp. like support them on instagram support your, your local bands and, and and artists it's so important people these in this time like the arts really need your help eh? so go out there do some cool stuff for sure for sure couldn't say it better myself and paul brother looking all kinds of dapper in the beanie and leather jacket <laughs> I, I like this whole thing. This is yeah, my I dig it. Dude. Got this for me when I was eleven years old. I yeah, still, I love I it. Still have this old love That's why the sleeves you know, are this long. They don't make <laughs> them like they used to. <laughs> this is pure, pure leather, made out of the skinned hide of our former bass player. I almost had to kill the animal myself. <laughs> he might have done. He might have done. Yeah, exactly, yeah. bro. Exactly. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Brian, it's good to chat to you. Any parting words uh, for for the listeners, man? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, not much more than what Chris said. Yeah, we appreciate uh, every every single person that goes and downloads a song or buys a piece of merch. And um, it's not just it's not just helping us. You know, there's a whole stream of of people involved who who benefit from that. You know, the designers, the the merch people, the the social media people, and like. Um, and it just boosts the label as well, you know. Like, really check out Mongrel. Yeah, for uh, it's sure. an amazing label. Really, really right. sticking their neck out and like doing awesome check, check things out, for. Yeah, check for out the Howlers playlist. Check check out the Howlers playlist on on Spotify yes. at the same time. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. that they yeah. they they really they do a good job keeping that thing outdated and all that kind of stuff. And I am Absolutely. humbly apologize for interrupting you, man. There must be some sort of delay. <laughs> no, no. Um, no, it's but, the delay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Blame, blame the delay. Yeah, um, blame the <laughs> but uh, dude, so thank you guys so much for joining the show. I'm really excited to uh, 
um, hear the new single Wonder. And yes. everybody, go check out um, ATFN on all the streaming platforms. You will not be disappointed. Chris on the top and Paul on the bottom. Um, I didn't mean that in any other way, but that literally. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just popped it. I, Thank you guys so much for joining the show. You guys have been amazing. I can't wait to, to chat wonderful. to you guys again. Yeah, man. Um, ATFN, baby. Let's go. Um, thank you guys so much for joining the show. We'll see you soon. Oh, ah, he's, he's frozen. frozen. Or chill. is he frozen? He's frozen. <laughs> or is he just there? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, oh shit. Drink, drink, drink. Hey, there we go. Mm. <laughs> what a cool bunch of dudes, man. Um, I right. really enjoyed that. There we go. Thanks, guys. Oh, hey. there they're back. Hey, there we go. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. I really, really appreciate it. It was such a fun chat. Um, I look forward to chatting to them again soon. Their um their music is so melodic. It is so rhythm. It there, there's so much rhythm, there's so much bounce, there's so much um harmony. Uh I, I really implore you to to go and, and um check out their music. It, actually check out the documentary because that really took me on a journey and i was like wow these guys are so so passionate um the, the dudes were the dudes were almost you know you could you could see the emotion in their eyes when they were filming that uh, documentary um lots of hardships lots of ups lots of downs so if there's any local documentary i could recommend to you right now it would definitely be the atfn documentary um maybe we'll link it um in in the video um in the description because it's seriously i'm so glad that i that i took the time to re-watch it today because it was it, it really was um it, it was amazing it's like is this from south africa is the, i mean are we are we being serious right now super cool but um art Dude, what do you have to say, bro? Well, the thing about Bandcamp, actually, there was something I wanted to <laughs> one say. One time earlier. at Bandcamp. The thing about Bandcamp, VOL yeah. made more money from one sale on Bandcamp than we totally ever made on, on streaming. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Heavy days, dude. Yeah, same. <laughs> 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 it, are, are we gonna do it? Are we gonna pull another Papa G's uh, extras, bro? Oh, we're, we're Papa G's extras. I don't we know. We gotta check <laughs> with the dudes, man. They still seem to be there. So I mean, I can go. Yeah, no, we we made we made more money on on one sale than we did on the streaming. We're not streaming everywhere though. Okay. But, uh, and the other thing I was gonna say earlier was that um, when when people were getting used to, cheers. <laughs> oh, when, what happened? Okay. Sweet, brother. Fantastic. Hi, guys. They're still you. on the call. Oh, uh, <laughs> is it? Uh, I didn't know okay. that. Okay. It's fine. Uh, um, what uh, I was going to say earlier is that before, um, when mobile pho phones were getting prolific, that uh, music was starting to be designed to be played on phones for yeah. like, walking around. That was like a sexy back from Justin Timberlake. Mm -hmm. And now is on TikTok and they do all the dances and stuff like that. And I only know songs in 30 second increments. <laughs> and there's, there's like a few songs, which is just like a little bite that everyone does like a dance to. And that seems like what everyone is trying to target now is those little hooks that you would 
be featured or or uh, used on TikTok. So uh, for pop music, that's where it's going, which is really sad. So there's not much um, place for bands anymore besides going balls deep in the underground again. Yeah, like, yeah. It, like it was in the early 90s and 80s when bands were like literally underground. Mm. You know, so that's what I was going to say earlier. And yeah, dude, I mean, things... Times have changed, bro. Times time. have changed big time. But I mean, what can you do about it? You just got to roll with punches, yeah? So, you know, it is what it is. It is. That's just the reality of the situation. And, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, I had a band, I had a practice with a band last night. How did that and, go? Oh, dude, Ramon's studio is amazing. Is it? It is amazing. Um, we must get to Ramon just to do a little tour of his studio because it's always I, nice got, to see got, someone taking the initiative and building something at home, you know? Yeah, dude. And, and he went the full... Um, you know, he went the full like uh, uh, soundproofing vibe. Nice. Um, I've got a, I've got a video. I'll show you um, off air. Sick. Um, it's, it's amazing. It's the best acoustics of any jam room I've played before. Wow. Well done, Ramon. And, yeah, and it's loud. And the, the, the vocal. Obviously, I wear my, my, my earplugs that I got at the uh, audiologist. Good. Did you get that? Finally. Yeah. No, 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 dude. Yeah, they are. Fucking, uh, I carry them wherever I go. Oh, well, you said you don't you don't put them in when you're actually playing a show. No, no, no. I don't use them when I play shows, but when I practice, <laughs> it's I kind use of them. defeating the purpose. <laughs> no, it helps a lot. But these are fitted to my ears. I've got the same ones. They are the best, and and they literally block every frequency out that is necessary to block out. Yeah, and I can hear my guitar perfectly now just imagine when you get used to that and you're playing shows and you got that in there you have so much more control because you can hear yeah, everything to it's I like it's it, rawness man. instead of its loudness yes no you're absolutely right i'll try that for the next session for sure it's much more difficult for a drummer i mean from my point of view yeah is that um when when you have those plugs in there it dulls out a lot of the drum sound from where you're yeah, sitting yeah, yeah, yeah. so like when you're hitting a cymbal you don't think the cymbal's ringing enough or the snare sounds too dry and you're struggling to get like your strokes in there correctly. Um, but it's just a matter of, you just have to say like, okay, I'm, I've got these plugs in my ears to protect myself and I've just got to trust that the snare sounds the way I think it does. Yeah. So it's a bit of like an adjustment. I don't know what it is but like. You feel like you're player. in your own little world. Yeah. Yeah, it's horrible, but you do get used to it. But with you mine, do. with mine, um, I'm very used to them because I got them made for me um, yeah. quite a few years ago. Yeah, but it is the number one thing. I Look at France the Planet. Uh, got a shout out, France the Planet. He's had to take some, um, some time off from broadcasting because he's been listening to too much loud music and too and he's been wearing headphones for too uh, long like that's the same story as you it's probably tinnitus and it's he exactly says he has the to, same thing dude the fucking proximity of the speaker cone to your ear that's the worst thing ever can i tell you when i hear uh, when i wear headphones dude what? one hour a week and that's for this podcast dude i've got fuck, at work i've got my headphones in all the time because i have so much goddamn meetings and it's like because I have to have the headphones because it's got the microphone yeah, yeah. there. And if I just have it open and then other people can hear the meeting and stuff like that. So I've, I've always got my fucking, it's, it's my Apple AirPods. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Not the AirPods, the AirPods. I'm not that posh. Yeah, I've got the AirPods. I mean, yeah. you, to be honest with you, the 
AirPods are way too much uh, PT with the whole wireless vibe. Nah, fuck that noise. But you know what I also do? And the like, left one doesn't connect with the right one. I've got them and they're f- what, disastrous. What, what I find helps is that if you are wearing like over-ear headphones like mm-hmm. these. These are open back though, hey? Yeah, but what I what I normally do is I put my hoodie over and I put the speakers on top of that. Okay. So, because what that does is it doesn't build up so much bacteria in your ear because when what? it's like this. Yeah, dude, when you, when you have... When you have earphones in or ear like earplugs in or whatever, um, the bacteria multiplies by like seven hundred percent more than normal. So like if you if you got like if you got it <laughs> it's crazy. So if you have a little bit of uh something between it, like even just a, a hoodie or whatever, it helps a little bit. But to have headphones on for a long time is not a good idea. No, not at all. Not at all. And uh, I used to do them when when I did meetings and stuff. Now I just because I put the monitor I don't know if you saw I put the monitors back in the studio. I'm so happy. But um they also fell asleep like crazy if you use them on a TV. It's horrible. Yeah, no, it's the worst. But um dude, that was a great show. Gotta mention a couple of um things to close sports ups, updates bro we got baku this weekend formula dude that i am i am w- well beyond halfway through um drive to survive i'm like see episode six season two now you obsessed. see what i'm you, now, obsessed now you see what i mean about that show that is really cool to see all that background but you can see how how uh structured the, a narrative is yeah and then those that journalist guy that pops in in the middle there he's purely he's like, just you, a little tie he says the guy will stuff. you resign yeah it's like what the fuck where are you gonna tell ask someone in a press conference <laughs> are you gonna resign from your position and also dude can i tell you my my story of the entire show so far yeah i haven't got all the way through but my story so far is the story between Checo, uh, Sergio Perez, yes. and Seba- and Esteban Oncon, yeah. when they were both racing for Force India, and yeah. they kept on crashing into each other, yeah. racing each other, and Checo was actually mostly the guy in the wrong, yeah. and he kept his seat for Force India because he had the the backing of Carlos Slim, and yeah. Seb- uh, Esteban Oncon was like literally racing the best year of his career and he lost his seat and he didn't get to race in the formula one in 2019 that blew my fucking mind yeah i know i like i remember when watching that and uh even while watching the season that uh, he lost his seat so myself and carolyn were like that's actually really sad because he was doing well but now he's he's in the same team as fernando alonso and he's actually doing better than alonso is yeah so yeah Ocon is cool i mean he doesn't look like a is Alonso back? Because he retired. Alonso is racing this year for Alpine Formula One. Wow! Yeah. So he retired and then came back again. Yeah, he he he, he retired because he, he had to way... go do IndyCar racing, and then he also wanted to do NASCAR. He wanted to win. Uh, but the NASCAR. passion hasn't left for him. He wanted to win the Indy 500, so he tried the last two years to win the Indy 500. The first year he was doing well, and then crashed out, and then this year I don't think he even got in the top ten. Shit, yeah. So then he was like, "Oh shit, that's not going to work for me. Let me go back to Formula yeah. One." you know and um so many stories that really have blown my mind uh jules bianchi was one of them 2014 mm-hmm. he was the only the second driver to pass away from a, a formula one accident after Eton senna yeah he was the last one yeah, yeah and he was Charles leclerc's godfather yep um I call him Charles because everybody calls him Charles Charles yeah leclerc. I mean like he there was an interview where he said like uh it's 
it, you, the way you pronounce it is however you want to. Exactly. I think he's kind of given up. Yeah. <laughs> and there's two things Sean that I can Clay. take out of what I've seen so far is A, Daniel Ricciardo maybe didn't make the best decision leaving Red Bull and B, Max Verstappen is a beast and then C, Lewis Hamilton is the ultimate beast. So are you, I mean, since you're like pretty fresh in this now, who is your actual guy? Who do, who do you rate the most? I, I mean, like, I would I would probably think that you would say Hamilton because it's true, but honestly. In terms of, like, who am I... Th- who who are you I'm, most excited about? Max. Verstappen? Yeah. Yeah. You Max. know why? He's, he's just got the, the attitude, you know? He's the only guy with, with the possibility to challenge Hamilton. But he's also the only guy that is in the background kind of like... He's non-conformant. He'll swear in press conferences. Yeah. He'll, he'll like, uh, the, the, the one, the thing that completely sold me, um, is that last race at Monaco, uh, Monaco, Monte Carlo, yeah. where David Coulthard was interviewing the guys afterwards and how Carlos Sainz and, um, Lando Norris were like just pushing each other around because they're previous teammates. Yeah, they were still and, joking um, with But each then other, yeah. later on, when they interviewed Max, it was like later on. But I was so in- involved and I was so emotionally invested in that entire event. I watched the Grand Prix and I missed, I must have watched about another two hours worth of post-race uh, yeah. commentary. I remember you telling me. Yeah. And that's when they interviewed Max and Lando together. Those are my two favorite. Max, Lando, Carlos Sainz. I told you Lando is cool, man. Lando is my favorite personality. Yeah, he's mine too. Yeah. And, I'll, and uh, I've also grown more of a liking towards Carlos Sainz as well, just purely by his attitude within Ferrari. And uh, of all the guys that have and changed And he got to teams, Ferrari. Yeah. He got to Ferrari. It was his dream to be a Ferrari racing driver. But not only that, dude. I mean, out of all the people that changed teams, uh, and like this year, which is uh, Checo, R- Ricardo, yeah. Sainz, whoever else, Sainz is doing the best. He's, he's acclimatized and he's, and he's taken to driving the Ferrari yeah. way better than all the other guys were. Ricardo is is uh, struggling. I don't know why because he's such a great driver. I don't know why he's taking so much time to get used to the McLaren. It doesn't make any sense to me. And Alonso, he's past his prime, so I don't really care about Alonso. Mm-hmm. And I actually never did, really, to be honest. I quite like Valtteri Bottas at the same time Valtteri as well. Bottas. Valtteri Bottas. He had a, quite an unlucky race last he, weekend. He's, he's had it against him the whole time. Whenever the, whenever it's Hamilton and Bottas challenging for the top, I'm always cha- I'm always championing uh, Bottas. Yeah, just, of course. Just like I said before, it's Because you know Hamilton's going to win the championship it's anyway. It's great <laughs> that Hamilton is doing so well. And yeah. it's it's fantastic that you have a guy this good in the sport. But it would be nice to see someone else win. No, definitely, you know I mean? dude. But then again, Max is is hot. He's leading the championship and At so is moment. Red Bull. So yeah, let's, uh, 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 let's hope it keeps this way and, and it, it doesn't go into Mercedes' favor yeah. and then they run away with it. That would be, that would be sucky. But Baku, dude, there's one corner there. I don't know the name of the corner. But it is scary, scary when I when I'm playing it on uh, uh, F1 on Xbox because it's it's like a quick left, right, and it's there's between an F1 two for PlayStation and Xbox. Do yes, of course it is. I'm downloading it right now. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna finish right now and we're gonna go play it. Yeah, um, dude, there's one corner in there that's shit scary. That it's it's like you have to break really hard, turn left. It's between like a building and another oh, building, and it's it's I such a wait. tight gap. 
that it's it's like in in it's in it's similar to the that corner when you come down through the tunnel at Monaco where it's just like a quick left right. It's like you, there's no space to make a mistake. Sick. It's like that. <laughs> that's that's a part that I'm watching for everyone to make a mistake. Either they go in the wall or they overrun it and they have to do a U-turn. Well, we, we'll be able to tell in the next half an hour what turn it is because I'm getting that game. <laughs> awesome. I'm getting that game. Basically, this whole conversation is me telling you, Art. I'm a bona fide, absolute Formula One fanatic as Yay! of as of now, uh, last week. Last week, I'm that so drive happy. to survive. I implore anybody who loves racing, who loves any sort of technical sport, go check out Drive Formula One Drive to Survive on Netflix. You will be hooked yeah, from I'm, the get-go. And also, that. last thing on this, because we're spending a little bit of time on, on, the, on the Formula One, is when they feature the Monaco Grand Prix, that's when you realize how much money is involved in that sport, dude. Dude, it is. And that's the one thing that Hamilton is actually starting to push now, which I really appreciate, is, is, is uh, addressing the issue of it being so expensive to get into racing. It's like mad expense to get into racing in any kind of formula, and he's and he's often saying like, "Why is it so? Ex- why does it have to be so expensive? We've got to try and figure out something." So he's already pushing out those questions and bringing the awareness that essentially, for you to be a Formula One driver, you need to invest at least two mm, million dollars mm. just to be able to achieve a mm. license to mm. race. And that, and no one really has that mm. money. And that's at there's least, only twenty seats. There's only twenty seats. That's but can you imagine seats. how many people out there that actually have the that's raw talent but got, don't have the money? Can yeah. you imagine? Look, there, there was, there's so much to take out of that, 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 that documentary. I mean, the last thing we're gonna say, and because I mean, we could go on forever. We could go on forever. Is that um, what was that one thing that that? Oh man. I, I've lost my train of thought because okay. I've, I've really, no, it was, what was it? Oh, the reason why, you know, you talk about goat status, you know, yes. you've got Shumis, you've got the At and Senna's, you've got, um, Hamilton, you've got I d- the I Gilles wanna, Villeneuve, you got the, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't want to, you got the Alain Pross who, who's active in this, in the, my, I mean, Alain Pross was a great driver At and Senna all blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Benetton, Michael Schumacher, Ferrari, Michael Schumacher. But the, the thing that, that is ringing true is, is, is Lewis is now starting to break all those records, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, the guy, he does it right. He's got a great PR image. He's good looking. He's got the whole look about him. He's got the attitude. But the mm-hmm. one thing that I really liked about him that that something that stood out about uh, stood out to me in the in the documentary was that he was he said when he was sitting next to Sebastian Ancon who got his first uh, um, podium pole. Mm-hmm. Well, I know. I think he got his first podium. Yeah, first. Podium. He didn't. It wasn't. He didn't get third or second in qualifying. He got a podium. Where Lewis said, this game sometimes is only about money and who you backing and all that kind of stuff. This guy's a top level driver. Get him in a good car so he can race and compete. Mm. And I was like, that's goat talk right there. Yeah, I know. Hamilton, I mean, Hamilton was, he's always been like that. Like more so now. Um, it's it's actually harder to not root, root for the guy. Yeah. The, the last humble. couple of years. Because he's gotten to the point where... He doesn't have anything to prove. When he started in the beginning, it was almost like, okay, who's, and it wasn't because he's, 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 uh, uh, 
a black guy. It's mm-hmm. not because of that. No. At all. He's knighted, dude. He's knighted. And he's knighted for a fucking reason. Exactly. And I mean, like, I like Hamilton, but I just... Sir I, Lewis Hamilton I want to, to you, see motherfucker. Other win. And <laughs> he, often, he often interacts and he often gives kudos to other teams and other drivers specifically. He's always done that. So whenever I come up, it's like, just this Hamilton guy, don't dig him. Then he says something, he's like, uh, okay, yeah, I, no, I, but there's the, nothing to hate about the guy. Listen, the, and, and the only exciting thing about last week's Grand Prix at, at, at Monaco was that there was drama in the William, in in the in the Mercedes camp yeah. and he he brought drama to and seats to to the race because yeah. you know you can't overtake blah 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 Anyways. enough enough formula 1 for this week i got to mention my Dallas Mavs up 3-2 they won against the Los Angeles Clippers the oh, wow. one of the best teams in the league they are this close to getting in to the second round of the playoffs. They are up 3-2. They have got home court advantage. They just need one win and they are past the... Not looking good. He messaged me the other day, uh, yesterday, and he was like, oh, Mavs and Lakers in trouble. Obviously, the Mavs have since played. Um, Lakers sons, uh, Lakers are down 3-2 in the series. Who's been the favorites, um, though? Who's been Brooklyn the Nets. Brooklyn Nets from really? the East. Kevin Durant uh Kyrie Irving and uh James Harden James Harden was traded from the Houston Rockets to Brooklyn Brooklyn Nets then you also got Blake Griffin from the Detroit Pistons that went and added to to the team uh in Brooklyn and they're on a tear they've just won their um part of the series they're coming up against the Milwaukee Bucks the Bucks have just swept the Heat 4-0 which means you got to win seven games so if you win four and the other uh, team wins three, you win. Wow. They swept them 4-0 on the trot. Dallas are up 3-2. Lakers are down 3-2. Bucks are through to play the Nets in the second round. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers without Joel Embiid are um, through to, 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 to the next round. So we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. The Utah Jazz are, are through. Uh, so it's going to be Mavericks or Clippers, Jazz. Uh, Who are you putting your money on? I'm putting my money on the Mavericks for now. Sweet. I'm, then I'm with you, man. Yeah. Sweet. Sorry, but that was, that was uh, a dude, I'm so connected to my NBA right now. It's insane. Right. But it's been a great show. I love you all. ATFN, Chris and Paul. It was an absolutely awesome episode. I can't wait to be back next week doing the same thing. Same time, same place. This is Papa G's House, episode 87 with ATFN. All this for nothing with Chris and Paul from myself and trusted producer Art. Same time, same place next week. Until then, till then we say peace.